Hello, pilgrims and travelers on the funny path of life. That material of which the mind is composed becomes grosser and becomes what is called the tanmatras. It becomes still grosser and forms the external material. That is the psychology of the Sankhya. So that between the intellect and the grosser matter outside, there is only a difference in degree. The Purusa is the only thing which is immaterial. Mind is an instrument in the hands of the soul, as it were, through which the soul catches external objects. This mind is constantly changing and vacillating and it can either attach itself to several organs or to one or to none. For instance, if I hear the clock with great attention, I will not perhaps see anything, although my eyes may be open, showing that the mind was not attached to the seeing organ, although it was to the hearing organ. And the mind, in the same way, can be attached to all the organs simultaneously. The, this mind has a reflexive power of looking back into its own depth. This reflexive power is that what the yogi wants to attain by concentrating the powers of the mind and turning them inward. He seeks to know what is happening inside. There is in this no question of mere belief. It is the analysis of certain philosophers. Modern, modern physiologists tell you that the eyes are not the organs of vision, but that the organs are in the nerve center in the brain and so with all the senses. And they also tell you that these centers are formed of the same material as the brain itself. So the Sankhyas will also tell you, but one is a statement on the physical side and the other on the psychological side. Yes, both are the same, yet both are the same. Beyond this, we have to demonstrate. The yogi proposes to himself to attain to that fine state of perception in which he can perceive all these things. There must be mental perception of all the different states. We shall perceive how the sensation is traveling and how the mind is receiving it, how it is going to the determinative faculty and how this gives it to the purusa. As each science requires certain preparations, as each science has its own method, until we follow that method, we can never understand that science. So in Rajayoya. Certain regulations as to food are necessary. We must use that food which brings us a purest mind. If you go into a menagerie, you will find this demonstrated at once. You see the elephants, huge animals, but calm and gentle. And if you go toward the cages of the lions and tigers, you will find them restless, showing how much difference has been produced by food. 
all the forces that are working in this body have been produced out of food. We see that every day. If you begin to fast, first your body will get weak. The physical forces will suffer. Then after a few days, the mental forces will suffer also. First memory will fail. Then comes a point when you are not able to think, much less to pursue any course of reasoning. We have, therefore, to take care what sort of food we eat at the beginning and when we have got strength enough. When our practice is well advanced, we need not be so careful in this respect. While the plant is growing, it must be hedged round, lest it be injured. But when it becomes a tree, the hedges are taken away. It is strong enough to withstand all assaults. A yogi must avoid the two extremes of luxury and austerity. He must not fast or torture his flesh. He who does so, says a Gita, cannot be a yogi. He who fasts, he who keeps awake, he who sleeps much, he who works too much, he who does no work, none of these can be yogi. Chapter 2. The First Steps Raja Yoga is divided into eight steps. The first is yama, non-killing, truthfulness, non-stealing, continence, and non-receiving of any gift. Next is niyama, cleanliness, contentment, mortification, study, and self-surrender to God. Then comes asana, or posture, pranayama, or controlling the vital forces of the body, pratyahara, or making the mind introspective, dharana, or concentration, dhyana, or meditation, and samadhi, or superconsciousness. The yama and yama, as we see, are moral trainings. Without these as a basis, no practice of yoga will succeed. As his practices become established, the yogi will begin to realize the fruits of his practice. Without this, it will never bear fruit. A yogi must not think of injuring anyone through thought, word, or deed, and this applies not only to man but to all animals. Mercy shall not be for men alone, but shall go beyond and embrace the whole world. The next step is asana, posture. A series of exercises, physical and mental, is to be gone through every day until certain higher states are reached. Therefore, it is quite necessary that we should find a posture in which we can remain long. That posture which is easiest for each one is the posture to use. For one man, it may be very easy to sink in a certain posture but this may be very difficult to another. We will find later on that in the study of these psychological matters, there will be a good deal of action going on in the body. Nerve currents will have to be displaced and given a new channel. New sorts of vibrations will begin. The whole constitution will be remodeled as it were, but the main part of the action will lie along the spinal column so that the one thing necessary for the posture 
is to hold the spinal column free, sitting erect, holding the three parts, the chest, neck and head in a straight line. Let the whole weight of the body be supported by the ribs and then you have an easy natural posture with the spine straight. You will naturally see that you cannot think very high thoughts with the chest in. This portion of the yoga is a little similar to the Hatha yoga, which deals entirely with the physical body. The aim of the latter is to make the physical body very strong. We have nothing to do with that here, because its practices are very difficult and cannot be learned in a day, and after all, do not lead to any spiritual growth. Many of these practices you will find in Del Sarte and other teachers, such as placing the body in different postures, but the object in this is physical, not psychological. There is not one muscle in the body over which a man cannot establish a perfect control. The heart can be made to stop or go on at his biting, and in the same way, each part of the organism can be made to work at his beating. The result of this part of yoga is to make men live long. Health is a chief idea, the one goal of the Hatha Yogi. He is determined not to fall sick and he never does. He lives long, a hundred years is nothing to him. He is quite young and fresh when he is 150 without one hair turned gray, but that is all. A banyan tree lives sometimes 5,000 years, but it is a banyan tree and nothing more. So if a man lives long, he is only a healthy animal. One or two ordinary lessons of the Atha yogis are very useful. For instance, some of you will find it a good thing for headaches to drink cold water through the nose as soon as you get up. The whole day your brain will be nice and cool and you will never catch cold. It is very easy to do. Put your nose into the water and make a pump action in the throat. After one has learned to have a firm erect seat, he has to perform according to certain schools a practice called the purifying of the nerves. This part has been rejected by some and as not belonging to Raja Yoga, but as so great an authority as a commentator, Sankara Sharia advises it, I think it fit that it should be mentioned. And I will quote his own directions from his commentary to the Svetasvatara Upanishad, the mind whose dross has been cleared away by pranayama becomes fixed in Brahman. Therefore, pranayama is pointed at. First, the nerves are to be purified. Then comes the power to practice pranayama. Stopping the right nostril with the thumb, with the left nostril still in the air according to one's capacity, then without any interval, throw the air out through the right nostril, closing the left one. Again, inhaling through the right nostril, eject through the left according to capacity. Practicing this three or five times at four intervals of the day, before dawn during midday in the evening and at midnight in 15 days or months, purity of the nerves is attained. Then 
begins pranyanama. Pranyayama. 